Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Warning. Guests of The Roy Green Show may experience the truth, being in the hot seat, and in some cases, crying. The Roy Green Show continues on the Chorus Radio Network. I don't look at this as profiting. This is not a time for profit or for gaining or for uh, thinking, oh, I did it or I hit the jackpot or whatever. This is, this is, I think, a time for remembering. It's a time of reconciliation. We were on a track to having to spend 30 to $40 million uh, in the coming years uh, fighting and settling uh, a case that we were destined to lose. So how do you know that, Mr. Trudeau? How do you know that? How do you know? How are you so present? How are you so all-knowing about how the Supreme Court is going to decide? So that's where it was headed, I guess. So actually what he's saying is he saved us about 10 or $20 million by paying Carter $10.5 million. My goodness. My goodness. I want to read this to you from the Equitas Society. The Equitas Society is calling on the Canadian government to uphold its obligations and respect the charter rights of Canadian disabled soldiers with claims under the new Veterans Charter, as it has for a war combatant in Afghanistan, Omar Khadr. The Canadian government must now acknowledge its obligations to our veterans and restore lifelong pensions and fair compensation to these disabled soldiers. In 2012, six disabled Afghan war veterans launched a legal action against the Canadian government for their disproportionately low disability benefits compared to what was available to similarly disabled soldiers prior to 2006 when the new Veterans Charter was introduced. The new Veterans Charter stripped disabled veterans of lifelong disability pensions and replaced them with a lump sum settlement process that in many cases amounts to a fraction of what previous veterans received. In response, the Canadian government argued in the British Columbia Supreme Court that Canada has no social contract between members of the Canadian Armed Forces and the government and the people of Canada. Rather than acknowledge the unique and selfless contribution of Canadian veterans and the corresponding duty to provide for them in the event of disability, the government continues to litigate with its disabled veterans. In 2015, Justin Trudeau campaigned on his promise to restore lifelong pension benefits for disabled soldiers and end their legal battles against the Canadian government. Once in power, Prime Minister Trudeau broke his promise and has continued the fight with disabled soldiers on the basis that there is no social contract and his government can do as they please. The Equitas Society. Justice. Fairness. Equity. I guess you can do whatever you want. When you're the Prime Minister of Canada, you can even say ridiculous things like, he said to justify the $10.5 million payment to the self-confessed terrorist. Omar. Omar. Uh, U.S. Army Special Forces Sergeant Lane Morris, wounded in Afghanistan, lost his eyesight from the uh, grenade that Omar Khadr threw. You know the story by now. 
He joins us on the Roy Green Show. He's back with us. He was with us um, last weekend, and I've talked to Lane many times over the last 10 years. Lane, good to have you back. Hey, it's great to be back on the show, Roy. I want to introduce you to, uh, and you spoke so highly of the Canadian military last weekend and your association with the Canadian military, and you mentioned the PPCLI. Well, uh, with us is Major uh, Mark Campbell, PPCLI officer who lost both of his legs and suffered other trauma in a Taliban IED ambush. Major Campbell is a principal in the Equitas lawsuit. Major Campbell, um, Sergeant Morris. Hey, Sergeant Morris, how you doing? It's an honor to speak with you, sir. I sure appreciate your service and especially your sacrifice. I, uh, I know Americans and some of your fellow Canadians feel the same way I do, but uh, it's, uh, it's an honor to speak with you, sir. Well, the honor's all mine, uh, Mr. Morris, and, uh, and and right back at you with uh, with the accolades. Listen, the first thing I really want to do to get off my chest is I, I, really, I really think uh, um, uh, you are your own an apology, and uh, I want to express that apology on behalf of the vast majority of, of right-thinking Canadians, and in particular your northern brothers in arms. I think what our government has done is, is, is simply obscene, and uh, it flies in the face of, of, of all common sense. And uh, and it's just simply not right. And, and you know, it's not fair. It's not right. It's not just. And uh, I, I think a, a gross misjustice has been has been done on on uh, on behalf of Canadians by our government. And uh, I just want you to know that uh, most of us. Well, in fact, I, I can I can probably guarantee you that every one of us who's ever worn a uniform um, is is disgusted with what's been done. Well, I, you know, I appreciate that, and. Uh... Your uh, former leader Stephen Harper called me the other day and expressed the same uh, the same sentiments and and I'll, I'll tell you the same thing I told him which is I I know Canadians and uh, I know how they feel and no apology is necessary um, I, I hold the Trudeau government squarely it's solely and exclusively responsible for this it's uh, it's just astounding to me that. Uh, as Roy's kind of gone over, how a man could just so quickly roll over and empty the bank for somebody um, for so little of, uh, you know, whether you agree that his rights were were uh, were violated or not, $10.5 million, it's just, it's, it's an offense to Canadians to uh, say that they have to uh, foot that bill. And, I, and uh, my sympathy is right back to you. I want to introduce a, another member to our panel. By the way, Mr. Trudeau should have gone to court. That's what courts are for. When somebody sues for $20 million, you don't give them more than half of it just because you think it might cost you more over a period of years. I'm just going to read from a CBC story. Veterans Affairs officials have been ordered to review, this was 2014, have been ordered to review the case of a soldier from Delta, British Columbia, after he was denied compensation for a neck injury made worse by post-traumatic stress disorder. Warrant Officer Brian McKenna injured his neck back in 2000 during bayonet training. He received hospital treatment and went on to serve twice in Bosnia and twice in Afghanistan. McKenna was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder after witnessing an explosion that destroyed an armored bus, killing 13 people, including five of his close friends. And the uh, the uh, Veterans Affairs Department um, denied compensation. Warrant Officer McKenna, thank you for joining us. and. Uh, I'll introduce you to Sergeant uh, Lane Morris. Yes, it's uh, my pleasure to be on the show today. 
and uh, my pleasure as well to share company with these uh, two gentlemen. Uh, Sergeant Morris, we haven't met, but uh, thanks for what you've done for your country, and it's always good to uh, talk to Mark again. Well, I appreciate that. Lane, let me ask you, uh, what was your immediate reaction when you heard that the Ontario court had decided as it had? Had you been given a sense that this was probably with the way the court was going to rule? You know, I know I know the kind of the liberal bent uh, of your court, and so, it, uh, yeah, I, I guess I was uh, prepared. Doesn't mean I wasn't disappointed, but uh, I guess I wasn't surprised. When Stephen Harper called you, tell, tell us a bit about the call and the, you know, what what he what, how did he sound to you when he called? Well, he was, you know, he was frustrated and and he was upset and angry at this. It didn't. You know, it didn't strike him as uh, the right thing to do. It, uh, he felt like it was an embarrassment to all Canadians that uh, the Canadian government would treat Omar Cotter with such, uh, with such generosity, uh, with, uh, like you said, a case that has not even been decided, uh, been to court. And uh, like myself, is when you see the circumstances and, and see that, uh, that Mr. Trudeau has done everything possible to shield Omar Cotter from shield that money, help uh, Omar Cotter to shield that money, which goes all the way from the amount of the money he gave to the timing to give it and the uh, delayed announcement of the award. Um, yeah, that, that's got to be frustrating to anybody, and especially when the Trudeau government says, no, 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 it's, no, this is, you know, we have all these legal reasons. And that's, that's probably my problem with this in the first place. Uh, Trudeau seems to uh, jump in and out of the, either politics or it's legal. Um, and whichever whichever situation seems to benefit Omar Cotter is uh, the, the straw that he grasps. Let me take a quick break. We'll come back with uh, all three of our guests. Major Mark Campbell, Warrant Officer Brian McKenna, Sergeant Lane Morris from the United States military. And we'll talk a bit about how rapidly the federal government is able to get things done when it wants to and how foot-dragging things can be when it's not all that convenient for the government from a public relations perspective. Don't go away. It's The Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. The good thing about this apology for me is that it's going to restore a little bit of, of my, my reputation here in Canada. It's, and maybe that would give people an opportunity you know, to give me a chance and to think there might be more than what is just said in the media. So, so, so Omar Cotter says the apology by Justin Trudeau will restore a, quote, little bit of my reputation. Well, anything that restores Omar Cotter's reputation should scare the hell out of the rest of us. With me on the program, Major Mark Campbell, PPCLI fought in Afghanistan, lost his legs in Afghanistan, and is battling in the courts for the appropriate recognition and compensation for Canada's wounded military veterans. Also, Warrant Officer Brian McKenna has severe PTSD, had a significant neck injury, and was denied compensation. He is part of the uh, Equitas group that uh, Major Campbell is part of in their, the lawsuit, and uh, also with the Sergeant Lane Morris from the United States military. Um, Major Major Campbell, 
please share with us what what's going on as far as the Equitas case is concerned now. And and all we, we have to be fair, it began with the Harper government not acknowledging the fact that you had a social the, the government had a social contract with its military. Yeah, that that's absolutely correct, Roy. Um where we stand right now is we're in uh, year uh, about year 6 of uh, of the lawsuit and uh We've been essentially on hold for the better part of, uh, well, over a year now. Uh, what happened uh, most recently was uh, about a year ago, um, we, uh, we had finished off uh, the better part of, a, of, of another year of mediation um, that uh, we'd been uh, requested to, to pursue with the federal government. That mediation was unsuccessful uh, because the government would not commit to a timeline. Uh, the Minister of Veterans Affairs would not commit to a timeline for the, the implementation of a, of a return to a lifelong uh, disability pension. So um, in response to that, uh, we went back to court. Uh, the government took us back to court, um, the, the, the Liberal government, and uh, essentially um, tried to reiterate the same arguments that they'd, they'd used initially that uh, Canada had no duty or obligation of, of special care towards its, its veterans, uh, no social contract, no obligation. Uh, unfortunately for them, those same arguments uh, were irrelevant, or rendered irrelevant, because in the preceding year um, there had been several um, legislative no. um, amendments passed in, in the, in the uh, House of uh, Commons um, that, that, that were to the effect that there was, in fact, a, a social covenant, uh, especially and particularly with disabled soldiers. So where we are now is we've been waiting for a year for the B.C. Court of Appeals to render a decision. There's a three-judge panel there. Um, normally this is about a six-month process. It's been a year given the complexity of the case. And uh, right now we're in waiting mode for the B.C. Court of Appeals to render its decision so that we can proceed with certification for the Supreme Court of Canada. This is so discouraging to hear that a federal government would have such a negative attitude and not be willing to take care of its military veterans, the people they send into harm's way when they're so willing to take care of themselves with their fabulous pension and their not-too-shabby salary. I'll go to uh, Warrant Officer McKenna in just a moment for his thoughts on the same question. But uh, Sergeant Lane Morris, what what about the United States? What does the U.S. I mean, do you have the same kind of battles with with your federal government that clearly that uh, our, our wounded Canadian veterans have with ours? You know, you'll hear horror stories, but but frankly, we don't have those types of issues. The government accepts that they do have a an obligation, a social contract, an actual contract, and. Um, by and large, our, our wounded and disabled military members are treated um, with that level of, uh, and I really, I think it's a matter of respect um, and, and appreciation for, uh, for their service. So it's a little puzzling to me how, how your government could uh, treat your soldiers so badly. That, that seems like one of those very basic elements of being a nation is that you take care of those who have borne the battle, as Abraham Lincoln said, and Major Campbell and and, uh, and uh, Mr. Wennett have uh, are are those folks, and how they have to fight six years for that—that just seems nuts to me. Yeah, uh, Brian McKenna, Warrant Officer McKenna, federal government, and this—you and I talked briefly about this off the air when I called you earlier. Federal government can do things extremely quickly when it wants to, and find itself hopelessly bogged down. Uh, conveniently when it doesn't. Yeah, that, that's very true, you know. I mean, we can look at the situation in front of us right now with Mr. Cotter 
Uh, you could look at other situations. You know, my, my province is on fire right now. I mean that literally. We have 170-plus fires in this province. But you could see the government response. It's uh, care and, and effort was asked for. Check was signed. Planes are in the air. People are moving. Uh, 25,000 refugees were brought over from Syria in six weeks. And that's just cabinet running forward and saying to the ministries, make it happen. And Mark was very accurate when he said, we are years in to our case. So at the end of the day, no one's leaning forward and making it happen. And I put it this way, is I'm no hero. I'm just a regular guy that served in the Canadian military, proud to do it. But I'll tell you this much. I've trained your soldiers. I was one of your soldiers. As a warrant officer, I cared for your soldiers. I have done what you asked me to do. And Mr. Cotter, as a citizen, was asked to do things as well. In other words, if you don't agree with the government, protest peacefully. If you don't agree with what we're doing, don't commit crimes while you're expressing that. Don't take up arms with, against the state. In other words, he's not done what we asked him to do as a basic citizen. And yet he's been given this expedient pair, this immediate response, this cash. And here I am, sitting here with my friends, my compatriots, talking to two of them on the line on your show today, and we're not seeing that kind of speed. And that's the thing that really grates on me with this, is when they want it to happen, they can literally move tens of thousands of people in six weeks and just do it. Well, where's that kind of action for us? Yeah, where is that kind of action for for you? Now, Warrant Officer McKenna, Major Mark Campbell, thank you so much. It's uh, EquitasSociety.ca. That's where you can find it uh, on on the web, ladies and gentlemen. EquitasSociety.ca. And uh, Sergeant Main, Lane Morris, uh, Lane, it's we've been talking for years. I don't think this is over yet, and I think we'll be talking again. Well, I hope so, Roy. I mean, I hope it's over soon, and I hope it works out how. Uh any reasonable person thinks it should. Yeah. But, uh, either way, I'm sure we'll be talking. All right. Gentlemen, thanks so much. Oh, you're very welcome, Roy. I wish you all the best there, Lane, uh, to you and uh, to Tabitha Spear. I hope uh, I hope you achieve the success that you're looking for. Okay. Likewise, uh, Major Campbell and uh, Sergeant McKenna, I wish you both the uh, best of luck. All right, gentlemen, thank you so much. So, uh, Lane Morris, Major Mark Campbell, and Brian McKenna, Warrant Officer, on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. My number is 1-800-263-2428. 1-800-263-2428. Omar Carter receives about 30 times what Major Mark Campbell may be eligible for. And Trudeau defends Carter while dismissing the Canadian soldiers, including Major Mark Campbell, who lost his legs to the type of IED that Omar Carter created. 1-800-263-2428 is my number. 800-263-2428. So Cotter has his money, and our veterans, they have to struggle and fight for whatever they may be able to get. What are your views? 800-263-2428.